So it was definitely a challenge. I didn't, I had an idea of what I was gonna expect because um, in high school I did dual enrollment courses. So um, my junior and senior year were all um, at my local college, uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. And so I, I did collegiate level courses um, up to Calc 2 and then I did um, Physics 1, Physics 2, Chem 1, Chem 2. So I had kind of an idea of like what to expect as far as like the kind of the rigor going in. But Rice is definitely at like another level of intensity and uh, that was something that took me kind of aback. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know how hard. But so that that was definitely a milestone patch that I had to work through. And there's just a lot of material to learn and rice goes really fast, but really thoroughly. And so I, I understood this concepts I learned in high school to a whole nother level. And I think that's, that's really admirable, something that Rice does, but it also makes it a little bit harder. And I also had the opportunity to uh, be a Rice cheerleader. everyone welcome to career education learners in the podcast i'm your host mitchell rivers i am thrilled and excited to have autumn pepper rose on our show today autumn is a freshman at rice university major in mechanical engineering and astronomy in addition she's also a certified pilot i can't wait till we talk about that later on in the podcast how are you doing today autumn i'm doing great uh like i said i've been um, having a good holiday season, um, and I'm back at my uh, my grandma's place, and um, you know having a good relaxing break before stuff picks up again in the in the spring. Thank you so much for coming on show today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> well, Autumn, how did that first semester go for you at Rice? Yeah, um, so it was definitely a challenge. I uh, I didn't. I had an idea of what I was gonna expect because um, in high school I did dual enrollment courses. So um, my junior and senior year were all um, at my local college, uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. Um, and so I, I did collegiate level courses um, up to Calc two, and then I did um, Physics one, Physics two, Chem one, Chem two. So I had kind of an idea of like what to expect um, as far as like the kind of the rigor going in. Um, but rice is definitely at like another level of intensity, and uh, that was something that took me kind of aback. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know how hard. Mm-hmm. But so that that was definitely a milestone um, and uh, a rough patch that I had to work through. Um, and there's just a lot of material to learn, and rice goes really fast, but really thoroughly. And so I I understood this concepts I learned in high school to a whole nother level, and. I think that's that's really admirable, something that Rice does, but it also makes it a little bit harder. Um, and I also had the opportunity to uh, be a Rice cheerleader. Wow. I auditioned for that back in uh, in the spring. Yeah, back in like March of 2023, I auditioned, and then I got an email um, saying that I was accepted. And so we had uh, practices all through the first couple of weeks, and then we got into football games. Um, and so that was like two practices a week for two hours and then the games on Saturdays. So it, w- it was a big time commitment, but I, I love cheer and I am so glad I did it. We even went to a bowl game recently. 
um, on the 26th against Texas State. Uh, we did lose, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I <laughs> but, seen some uh, of that game. I did. Auto, I, I seen a little bit of that game. Surprisingly, yeah. We, I know our interview was coming up, so I did look at a little bit of that game there. Yeah, we we fought hard, but not hard enough. <laughs> you your best. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um. But those are the two things. Um, balancing school and um, extracurriculars has definitely been a challenge since the workload is is pretty intense at Rice. Um. But I've definitely. I love the people, I love the environment, and they really want you to learn and grow. Uh, so overall, it's been a great semester and um, pretty good GPA coming out. So I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. That's good. I'm letting audience know that you're in a cafeteria um, in a restaurant there. And that's why you see people going back and forth, audience. And, yeah. you know, auto made time for me. And I really appreciate it, Alden, with you making time in between mm -hmm. your busy schedules there, going back and forth these places there. Absolutely, but, yeah. So why did you major in, no, let me ask this question first. Why did you choose Rice University? Yeah. So I, in my junior year, in the summer of my junior year, um, I got this letter uh, from Envision is what it's called. Um, and they sent me a letter and they were like, hey, we think that you'd be a good fit for this program. And I was like, what is this? I thought it was a scam at first. Um, and I was like, this is weird. Um, but and then I, I looked it up. I saw what it was. And it's called Envision Aerospace and Aviation. Wow. I'm not really sure how they found me. But <laughs> I did get the letter. And I decided to register for the program. Um, and it was at Rice University. It was um, like about a week and a half, 10 days, where um, we got to go to Rice. Uh, and we got to learn from some of the professors at Rice and kind of get immersed um, in the aerospace and aviation culture at Rice. We got to visit the Johnson Space Center. We wow. visited um, the Lone Star Aviation Museum. We got to create our own projects um, in our teams and then uh, like little experiments and launch them on a, on a balloon, um, like a, a weather balloon. And so we got to see the, the effects of our experiments. And I think ours was about um, the the effect of radiation on like a watch and like if that, if that would affect it at all. But so yeah, that program was 10 days. Um, and during that time I got to see some like stuff the campus. I got to, you know, immerse myself in the environment and I got to meet some of the incredible professors that um, are at Rice and teach. It was an incredible experience and it definitely hooked me. I think one, the campus um, and also just like, I could tell that it was it was just like a really homey for me, um, and it was in Texas, a really big hub of aerospace. Right. And so I mean, there was just so many things that that like hooked me, but that experience was definitely one of the first things that I was like, oh, this is definitely an option. Um, I was also heavily looking at the United States Naval Academy. Wow. Um, yeah, I. Um, Excuse me. I, I originally I was considering the academy because of their amazing aerospace uh, program. They have an amazing aerospace engineering program, um, and I knew that I would get a really good, strong education there for free. Um, and I would just have to commit after my time at the academy to a minimum of four years. Um, but I knew that that time commitment would be stretched out because of me wanting to be a pilot. Because mm -hmm. um, they they have they pay for your training for in turn for you to serve longer time in the military. So it was kind of like a toss up. Um, I did have a scholarship, uh, the Jack King Cook Youth Foundation. Oh, okay. um, and so they, a lot of the youth scholars um, end up being college scholars, which I was, I did end up being a college scholar, uh, which means that they could pay up to $55,000 wow. of 
yeah, $55,000 of my tuition, room and board, whatever I needed. Um, and so that really took a weight off my shoulders because I was like, I could really go anywhere, uh, which I was really grateful for um, because of that scholarship. Um, and I, again, I'd be happy to talk more about that because that was really revolutionary. That was a really revolutionary program that allowed me to kind of choose wherever I wanted. Um, but yeah, so I, I did end up choosing Rice because of um, how at home I felt there. Uh-huh. And while they didn't have an aerospace engineering program like I, I had originally wanted, they did have a mechanical engineering, um, which was very similar. It covered the same concepts, but just on a broader scale, uh-huh. um, which I appreciated because it allowed me to have some like diversity in uh, my field of study. So, you know, I could do internships in like manufacturing engineering, or I could do um, internships in uh, programs in aerospace engineering. So I had a lot of diversity in my flexibility there uh, because the skill set that they were teaching was so broad um, in like in comparison to you know aerospace engineering it's all going to be for you know aviation wow and that that is amazing and you combine mechanical engineering with um astronomy how yeah. is that combination so how is that going for you yeah, so I haven't taken my first astronomy course yet. Um, okay. I'm gonna take it next semester. Okay. Uh, so I, that that'll give you like a little bit of a taste of what it's gonna be like. <laughs> um, but I know that it'll it'll progressively get more difficult. But I know that um, there's this one class that I really am interested in. Um, one of my main things that I'm interested in in like astronomy and astrophysics is cosmology. So I really love thinking about like the origin of the universe and. Um, like formation of galaxies and, and nebula and things like that. So um, there's this class that astronomy majors can take called Astrophysics, Galaxies, and Cosmology. And that's like right up right up my alley. So um, I'm definitely excited for that. But yeah, I'm excited to immerse myself in that as well as um, focus on engineering as well. So a very kind of like opposite ends of STEM. Um, one's very like hands-on and one's very theoretical and computational, which is really interesting for me. Um, I got in, also with the Jack and Cook Foundation, um, I love them, they- I would love them they, too, I love them too. You know, yeah. the Education Learning Center, we try to have students, you know, really try to get scholarships, grants, fellowships, they're out there, just about yes. to get them. And so we want to encourage them to get that so that they really have the choices that you have to where yeah. you know, the university that you choose, you know, right. of your choice. And so that was great about that foundation doing that. Mm-hmm, uh, absolutely. Let me ask you this. So are you a sci-fi geek like I am? I'm a sci-fi geek. I love all the sci-fi channels. I love sci-fi channel. I'm Star Trek. I'm Star Wars. Um, yeah. And you name it, I am there. Is, is that what you got interested in? Have you always been a sci-fi or mechanical engineering kind of person that always hands on and, you know, detail oriented? Yeah, I think my, my parents were really um, were really into like sci-fi and Star Wars and Star Trek. Um, yes. I think my, my dad showed me like Star Wars when I was really little, and my parents have watched like every reboot of Star Trek like to date. <laughs> yes. So they they really love it. Um, and I honestly I think that was probably like one of the things when I was really little that got me interested. Um, and my mom was also super supportive uh, of like me doing anything that I want to do. And I'm sure when she heard like pilot, she was like, "Ooh, I I like that." <laughs> and so she she encouraged me to do that, um, and I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with 
engineering and aerospace. But yeah, I, I do think it, it may have come from, you know, those little tidbits of, of like aerospace and um, sci-fi that I, yeah. that I had growing up. Yeah. And so that's what I want to tell parents who are visualists who are parents like I am, is that you never know what you may plant in your son or daughter, you know, what they may yeah. to do, you know. Uh, my son's a screenwriter, and so he writes and his, his mother writes, and so that's where he got that writing from. And then yeah. watching, of watching TV all the time and, and movies and sci-fi and everything else, then he picks that up also. I got another yeah. son in the he want to be an entertainer too. So all that goes fast and kind of my personality, my hobbies, right? I love entertainment. I love movies. Right. I love sci-fi. Um, I'm, I'm a geek at large. <laughs> I'm not smartest. You all don't. I can't do all that math courses. My brother was a math major. I'm more really? of a history person. My mom was English. And so I fell right there in the middle in a little bit there. But that is great how they planted that seed into you. I yeah. know also that I looked on your profile. You said something about uh, uh, some type of SciTech coming up soon in January. Did we yeah. finish in September? Well, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, it goes back a little ways. So I am a part of this. I was a part of this program called um, Higher Orbits. So um, they are a organization headed by Michelle Lucas, um, and she is a like space enthusiast um, and also an advocate for space education. And so she created this program um, where it's called Go for Launch, where students um, get together at this event and they uh, are put into teams or they choose their own teams and then they, they are able to create an experiment that um, could go inside a CubeSat, which is like a, a, um, a Cube satellite that could go up into space um, to, into the ISS. So this I did this program back in 20... 21 um and i actually knew some of the girls previously that were that were in my group um it was in oh, i forget oh it was in lakeland florida um, that i did this and so we drove over there and this was like a, a multiple day thing we stayed nearby and like we came every day i think it was like two or three days um and then our group decided to study um this bacteria called Deinococcus radiodurans, and it was this, it's this polyextremophile um, that is really uh, radiation resistant. And so we wanted to test like, and it has specific lipids that can help in the treatment of RSV in babies. Um, so respiratory uh, sinovirus wow. or sino, sinus virus. And um, so we wanted to see if the lipids could still be extracted after um, like uh, increased reproduction in space because bacteria tends to reproduce quicker in space mm -hmm. um and it, it came it, it was supposed to come down after 30 days and then we we're seeing if the lipids could be extracted um and so uh we haven't got the data back yet but um that experiment was we were chosen from the group and then we had to do more research on the topic and submit a, a research paper um and then we were able to we, we were like chosen again and then um we finally had that experiment launched into space in, um, ooh, I think it was 2020, I think it was this year, 2023, okay, in March. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, we haven't gotten the results back yet, but with our organization, um, I've created like a pretty good connection with M Michelle Lucas. Um, and she wanted students to come and uh, speak on a panel uh, about their experience with, high, with higher orbits and like, how it's affected them in their education, in, in their 
education towards aerospace engineering or, um, you know, or towards aviation, et cetera. So at AIAA, um, SciTech, at the SciTech conference, I'm speaking on that panel um, on Thursday, yeah. the 11th. So it, and it's in Orlando, Florida. So it'll be wow. a great opportunity um, and also a great experience for me because I've never been to an aerospace conference. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get, I'll, it'll be a really great opportunity for me to like, uh, you know, network. And, yeah, um, yeah, it will be. And I encourage um, our listeners to go to conferences, man. You're doing a lot yeah. of people networking. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. Right. It's something that you're interested yeah. in, something that you're passionate about. And after this conference, I guarantee you, Alden, you'll be going a whole lot more. <laughs> you will really be excited. going a whole lot more, yeah. you know. And if then in Orlando, Florida, I would definitely be down there going to them. And I know nothing about engineering or nothing. But you see me down there like, what is Mr. Rivers doing down here? Why are you Mr. Rivers? <laughs> I would definitely love to go to conferences like that. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be rewarding for you. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that certified certification on your palate. When did you get your palate license? Yeah. So um, my parents, being the wonderful people that they are, when I was really little, I was like 10. Um, and we had this, there was this organization in our community called the Experimental Aircraft Association. And it's this like collection of like older retired guys that like to build planes. <laughs> um and, the, and they're like retired pilots. A lot of them are pretty well off. And so they like to build their own planes and fly them, um, which is a little bit, yeah, it's a little crazy um, to think about, but they're like certified and, and um, a lot of them are kits. So they'll put the kits together and then they'll go fly the planes and it's super cool. But there's also a program that's um, within it called Young Eagles. And Young Eagles um, is a, a program that, works to take students up for first flights uh, to get them to know about aviation and like get them exposed to it. So when I was 10, I went and I took a first flight um, with this organization. Wow. And uh, I remember his name, his name's Rich. And I, <laughs> I flew in an RV-7A. Um, it's like this white and red um, small plane. All of these are small aircraft. Right. And so, uh-huh. Right. And so we, we went up and I remember like this feeling in my stomach um, from us lifting off the ground. And I, it's so cheesy, but I always call it um, love at first flight because I just like, it was, it was the moment that I was like, yeah, I want to do this. This is so cool. And I came back down and then I was like obsessed. And at this point there was very little kids there. There was a lot of like older guys right. um, and not a lot of students were coming to these events, but then I started volunteering with the organization and I developed better relationships with all the pilots there. And I became, it became like a really big part of my volunteering and a really big part of like my aviation journey. Um, and I actually met a gentleman there named, his name's Bob. And he had a, um, he took me up for a flight. Like, I think I was like 12. He took me up and he was like, I, you're really good. You're already great. And I want to fly with you more. Um, and so I started meeting up with him outside of the of the monthly meetings. These mm-hmm. meetings were monthly, um, and I started flying with him. And he would—he's not a certified flight instructor or anything, but he would teach me things right. about aviation mm-hmm. um, to get me exposed and to like help me learn. And he would take me up, and I would—I would fly with him, and um, he would teach me maneuvers in the air, not officially, of course, but um, it was—it was really amazing to have that experience before I started training. 
That is I wasn't, I wasn't old enough to train. Yeah, um, but that yeah. is fantastic. I think that's one thing that's important, that mentorship. I think I yes. try to, you know, teach that all in that mentorship program. And then not to be an official program, but you as an adult, if you're able in a profession that you think kids will love and enjoy, and you see excitement of a young person in that field, mm-hmm. like he's seen excitement in you, you say, look, I'm going to pass on my knowledge that I have to you. And that way, yeah. when you are old enough, to fly and get your license, then you'll be ready. That is fantastic. Right. Now, you know, I'm really into mentorship, passing down what you know, um, trying to have the next generation come up and just have them, like I said before, when you have love, a passion for a hobby, to do something that you may be able to turn into a career. And that's why right. we talk about Career Education Learning Center. You know, not only with Scholarship Resource Center, but the reason I have this podcast is to expose students, high school and college students, to different professors in different areas to think about internships, thinking about mentorship, thinking about getting your hands dirty or getting into the uh, grind of things that you really enjoy. That way you'll find yeah. out whether you like it or not, right? And I have right. people guess them out, you know, they went, they want to try this, they didn't like it, they want to try that, and then they finally found something they did try. And so you'll, you'll find that. And that goes along with that STEM program. You know, yeah. um, on your program, you're talking about you really want to increase the STEM program as far as attracting more women to STEM. Is that what yeah. you want to accomplish when you graduate from Rice? Yeah, I um, as part of like my Girl Scout Gold Award, um, I created a program in like my community to introduce young women to aviation. I mm-hmm. did some workshops, um, and I, uh, a lot of girls went up in planes and flew, um, and had that experience. And that's that's really what I want to do. Um, I, I want to encourage and inspire you know young women to pursue aviation and at least be exposed to it. Um, that's something that I learned from EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association, is that like I love teaching and I love mentoring people, um, especially in something that I'm so passionate about, which is aviation right. and aerospace. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to continue that. Um, I'd love to uh, help the Girl Scouts create some sort of aviation program because they did used to have one um, called Wing Scouts. And girls could actually earn their private pilot's license through Girl Scouts. Wow, um, they, that is fantastic! Yeah. Wow, but they but they don't have that anymore, um, and oh, so man. yeah, and so but I I was advocating to the National Council to create that patch again, um, and there's like a lot of they say that there's a lot of liability involved, which I completely understand, uh-huh. um, but they are working on creating an aviation badge and putting that implementing that back because uh-huh. they have robotics, they have you know computer science badges, but they don't have aviation like they used right. to. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I'd love to continue that mission and like continue to inspire young women to pursue, you know, this this other career field that isn't really thought about too often. Right, right. So that's part of your future career plans when you graduate and get out of school. Yeah. That's one of the things that you really want to do is to mentor young women and introduce yeah. them to aviation. That is fantastic and amazing because it's good to pass on that knowledge that you have to our young people to get them interested in something you're doing and then enjoy and really start, you know, getting involved and know, study hard in school, you know, about the math and right. science that goes into that. Get it in the STEM because I think that's something that not only women, but also minorities are lacking in the STEM programs for them and really get them involved. Yeah. I mean, this is like young people do what they want to do, you know. And as a young person, I'm not, well, I was young at one time, believe it or not, Autumn. I was young. I, I haven't always been this age like people think I have. <laughs> you know, I was young at one time and I did have dreams and passions and stuff. I just haven't yet reached my dream yet at my age. So I yeah. think I'm young at heart, you know. I had somebody told me the other day, um, Mr. Rivers, you don't look as old as, as I thought you were when you told me your age. I said, oh, I appreciate that, you know. There's a lot of 
exercise, which I haven't done lately. It takes drinking a lot of water, which I haven't done lately. And it takes getting lots of sleep, which I haven't done lately. So I don't know how it's so young. I guess I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed so young. <laughs> well, Autumn, thank you so much for coming on our show today. You know, I'm definitely going to have you back on our show today. And you realize that, right? <laughs> because you just yeah. use a lot of knowledge and Things that we can really grab onto, those little nuggets to pass on to the next generation. Is there anything you'd like to say before you leave the podcast today? Um, just don't be afraid to ask for help, I think, because that, that was something that I struggled with in high school is, um, you know, ask people to, to help revise an essay or revise like or, or write me a recommendation letter. Um, and those are skills that I learned throughout the years and especially in high school. But even in middle school, like. Just take advantage of the opportunities that you're given and don't be afraid to to reach out to people and ask for those opportunities. That is that is good advice. That is really good advice. And I'm definitely gonna heed that even at my age there. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on our show today. I really appreciate thank that. You. I learned a lot, I enjoyed it. And we're gonna have to have you back again, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Now I'd also like to thank our viewers and listeners for joining me. Mitchell Rivers on the Career Education Learning Center podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless.